Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Guess what, folks? Fried day. Hoo-ha! Fried day. Hoo-ha! It's Michael Jordan's day in October. The year is... I really don't give a damn. Hey, I thought the same thing this morning when I saw the date. Of course. Talking about the GOAT. I don't think about... When, when I see 23, I don't think about <coughs> anyone else. There. <coughs> Not saying anything negative. I don't say anything or think anything else. Then 6-6 God, North Carolina, number 23, Michael Jordan. That sounded pretty good, right? Like, that's the visitors. At home, it'd be like, at guard, 6-6, from North Carolina, Michael Jordan. And you say number 23? Oh, I, I did it out of order anyways. Right. It's just, it was all uh, about the voice. You just did the voice, Marcos. Yeah. Good morning to all young Yendi. If it'd be in order, it'd be like, from North Carolina, at guard, 6-6, number 23, Michael Jordan. That was actually pretty good. Right, man, that, that was one of my favorite announcements growing up. Why did you give up. yourself applause? That was, like, very good. Very, very good. Now batting number two, Derek Jeter. Number two. Not as good as your rendition. That was good. Oh, man, that's one of the more legendary announcers in NBA history, bro. Yeah. I know you're into that dorky stuff. I don't know. The only one I know is Mike Biamonte. To me, he's the greatest ever. To me, Two he's minutes. the greatest ever also. Dose. No, no, to me, he's the greatest ever. Second would Minuto. be, I, I should know his name, but the guy from the Bulls. Oh, well, now we're just, well, we're pandering to our friend on that one. I think even Mike would call, out, call us out on bullshit for that. Well, he's humble. He's super humble. So that's why he would he call us out on BS for, for that. You know, when, when people are commenting on Twitter on the arena announcer during the finals, good pub, bad pub, pub. He was annoying too many steps. So I would hate to be the guy that immediately replaces Mike Biamonte because he would just get nonstop criticism all the time because he would never be able to live up to the hype that Mike that Mike is. You think Lewis feels that way? A little bit. Really? He doesn't want to. Me and him have had this conversation. We have had this conversation. You have. And it just so happens to be that he was the guy that was kind of covering up for him. He ever talk about that on the air? Do you think he would have? Or is that like a private thing? No, it's probably more private. All right. Yeah. That's a good topic. You know when he, he would probably talk about it? Like one day we would get him in here and we would have him so on for the entire show. It. But not just to call him and be like, what's up? Do a call? I've been dying for him to come in anyway. I mean, he has something to do now. He's, you know, he's a little busy these days. But he got the criticism too because I was on Twitter, those preseason yeah, games that he covered. Because it was different. It wasn't what we were there. used to hearing. Quite frankly, I was like, huh? But dude, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's no doubt about that. He's really good. He's not a little good either. Like, he's really good at what he does. Like, I couldn't do that. Remember when I pretended to do that first season here at Slam? Come on, man. Don't say that. Well, I, I don't do a bad job. I, won't, I will say that because I was getting hired everywhere to do this stuff. No, no lie. Not like you, but I would get gigs all the time to do this stuff. Right. And to this day, I well, not during the pandemic, but to this day, they need me to MC stuff. Well, that's different. Than these games. Well, I've told you before that you're better doing that emceeing, like hosting events and stuff oh, like that, than than PA announcing. I'm better on the PA announcing. This is nothing to do with bragging. Times better. I remember but when, I can't do that. Remember when we brought you in? The first thing I told coach is said, "Coach, uh, I retire." 
Yeah. He goes, what do you mean you retire? I go, I retire from being your PA announcer. Like, you have a professional PA announcer now. He didn't realize how good you were. I wish the acoustics would have been better during that time because we, we, those were some golden years for us. Mm-hmm. I know you only had one of them. I had two. Well, I had one, and then I had fill-ins from the year before when you started calling me up to do a couple games. So I did get That's a true. You it. did actually call. You did actually do a few games. Right. Yeah, you're present. Because that's where I met and a couple of our students. I introduced you months before we hired you, so they'd get to know you before. I right. forgot I did that smart thing. Mm-hmm. You planted the seed. You know, no one's going to watch me on live if I'm looking at you and not looking at them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move the spot here in the live. Hi, live. How are you? Just put it on the other side. Sorry about that, live. <clears throat> I thought you would get the slam radio thing, but that's a terrible view. But at least if I'm looking at you, then they're here, you know? I Facts. I and then we get Pitt's little saying there from negative to positive. I'll give a deeper perspective of that. And then maybe, just maybe, you can see my ugly face on the radio. There we go. That's a nice view for my live. Hi, live. Much better. Much better indeed. So today the World Series resumes. Game three. Deadlocked at one apiece. One of the better pitching matchups you will ever see will occur tonight between Walker Bueller and Charlie Morton. Ten career postseason starts, 2.44 ERA for Walker Bueller. Guy deals when the chips are, when everything's on. But in five career postseason starts with the Rays, Morton's ERA is a minuscule 0.70. All these guys do is deal in the postseason. It's pretty sick. That is pretty sick. So, it should be a dandy of a baseball game this evening. Hopefully so, because that's the only thing on, right? And as great as that game is, I don't think it's inconsequential. I think it's like, uh, I don't think we run into another important game, quite frankly, until four. Mm -hmm. And that'll only be important for one team. Actually, it'll be important for both. Once you get into this trading games thing, it's harder to figure out what and what will tend to happen is they'll trade games. So look, I don't think anybody's going up 3-1. So I think whoever wins today loses on Saturday. Okay. I feel firmly about that because they're very good baseball teams. I mean, yeah, Tampa's a scrappy team though. So I don't I'm not no, this is not one of those teams you can necessarily count off. Like a lot of people were saying that the Dodgers were going to sweep the Rays. I thought so, but that bullpen day doesn't work for the Dodgers. It's just they're the such thing. a scrappy team. They know how to win those close ball games. So if, as long as they're in, as long as they're in the game, as long as they can get a grasp of taking the lead within one swing, they're gonna be within the game. And then you have to be careful for teams Here, like that. Here's the one thing, Frank. And I don't think we've given this any thought whatsoever. The Dodgers have their back more against the wall, and as this series is deadlocked at one, than the Rays, because that bullpen day the Rays have a huge advantage when they do that. Dodgers don't do it well, as brought up to us by Mr. Rudner this week, and evidence in game two. So if you do your math, they have another one they've got to dispatch, which would probably be game six, unless somebody's willing to throw on three days, which I don't like that much either. Uh, you got Bueller three, and then you have Rias four, Right? There's no rest to five. You play Sunday again. Who are you throwing? You know, so you probably get to throw Kershaw. But at some point, I don't, I, I don't think you have enough space. You may have to throw another bullpen day if you're the Dodgers. Mm. So the Dodgers really 
they got to try to win today. But even still, they lose today. Let's say today they come up on the short end of the stick. But why, are they, why don't the Dodgers put in a position that they have a bullpen day? Is it because the games well, are so short and there's no rest days and they don't have enough pitchers? Well, that's what happened. But, like, so you can figure it out. It's You want your guys to pitch every fifth day during the playoffs, right? Okay. So if you look at your schedule, today, who's throwing? Um, I, I got to look. Charlie Morton against Walker Bueller. Bueller, Bueller, right. So you want to know when Bueller's going to be available again, right? So today is Friday. Right. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. He would be available Wednesday. Wednesday would be game seven. Wow. So who threw game two? That was Wednesday. That's the only chance you have. Game two was what? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a bullpen day, Frank. That was the bullpen day. Mm-hmm. Right, because we're in game three. And Kershaw threw game one. The day off yesterday so threw me off. Throws, so who throws game six is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. What do you do about game six? You don't have anyone. You had a bullpen day game two. Kershaw threw one. Right. Kershaw's going to throw five. Who throws six? So do you move the Bueller bullpen? Bueller can't day? throw six because Bueller's going to throw seven on, on regular rest. Unless you put Bueller in the six to avoid bullpen day. And that would happen if the Dodgers fell behind. So if game six were an elimination game for the Dodgers, I would venture that they'd say, Bueller's, we need you to throw today. So that anything can happen in a game seven. You feel me? I think they, that, that's why they're non-committal about the rotation because I think if they fall behind, they're not going to come out with a rotation game in game six. They'll roll the dice with Bueller with three days rest to try to get to a game seven and then just figure it out from there, even though they'll be at a disadvantage. Because at that point, they'll be playing for survival in a game six if you think about it. So that's a hinge thing. That, that's, that's why it's so important for the Dodgers to win. No, I'm, just, I'm so confused how a team only has two pitchers, ma- two main two pitchers, pitchers in they rotation. Have Arias, they have Walker Bueller. And they have, and they have Clayton Kershaw. Arias is listed as a bullpen guy, but he gets starts. What do you want me to tell you? He gets. Starts. So they use they use then those other they use those other starters kind of as so, plugs, so they can pretty much plug in whoever they want to start because I, then they have potential starters in their bullpen. Is that what you're telling my me? My belief system because this is odd, man. For a team not to have four starters going into a series is very rare. You know this. When have we ever heard about a team that has two starters, two main starters, and the other two positions are plug-ins, and they use those as bullpen days? That's insane. Uh, it's not as insane as you think for a couple of reasons, which I think is kind of escaping you as well. Could be. I mean. And it's easy for it to escape you. That's fine. I, I just think most teams, when they get to their fourth starter, Frank, are really marginal pitchers. Fair enough. Right, so, I mean, you look at the Dodgers, and I'm, the Dodgers had a five-man rotation all year. Like, mm. Don't think for one second they didn't. They absolutely did. Well, yeah, but they didn't carry that over to the playoffs. Apparently, now they've they've used this system. Well, it's not so much a system as it is your best chance to win. I know, I know, it's hard for you to. How, let me see if I can put this in better terms. Let's look at this. You have Kershaw, you have Walker Bueller, you have Julio. Urias, mm-hmm. right? That they're the guys right now. But in the regular season, you had guys like Dustin May. You had Tony Gonsolin, who was part of the bullpen crew, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Ross Stripling. Ross Stripling and Junco Hebalo, you can't start him in the postseason. So you ask yourself, well, where's Dustin May in all this? Was, is Joe Kelly always a bullpen guy or was he a starter? Kelly's a, Kelly's a bullpen guy. Okay. 
That was a bullpen guy. So what's been going on is that they've been really using Dustin May out of the bullpen. You've seen him come in and do and, 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 and try to plug some stuff up. The other day against Tampa, he got shellacked. He's the reason they lost. In fact, he took the L in that game. Well, Gonsolin's the ones that started. Well, actually, Gonsolin took the loss, but but they brought in this guy to throw one and a third and allow three earned and four hits. So now you look at a game six, you're going to move away from your bullpen. Who are you going to throw? You're going to throw Gonsolin? You're going to throw May? Who, who is it you're going to throw? Because evidently, I, I'll tell you, I would roll my dice with May. So, like, if the Dodgers are up 3-2, I would throw Justin May game six. I try not to throw Justin May anymore. Right, and I would throw Justin May game six. You obviously know who you're throwing in three and four, right? Unless you want to, you got three and four, and you and you win three and four Dodgers, then maybe you throw Justin May five. So you have Kershaw six, Bueller seven. In fact, overall, even whether win or loss, I think my strategy would be to use the bullpen day, then game five, and then have Kershaw and Bueller six and seven. Unless you're up three one, that's the only reason. And even your bullpen day is going to include a Gonsolin and a bunch of guys. You have to be up 3-1 to take that risk in a game five. Game, but it, five, game five is one of those pivotal games I wouldn't mess with. But if you're down 3-2, do you want to risk having the bullpen day? Um, no, that's game why six? I'm telling you the bullpen day would be pushed to seven and they would start. Oof. They'd either start Bueller with three days or they give the rock to Justin May. Oof. They may give the rock to Justin May. He pitched well this year. A game seven bullpen But day. Justin May hasn't seen a start in the postseason is what I'm trying to tell you. Wow. That's tough, man. Kershaw gave you six of ten quality starts. Of Justin May's three starts this season, uh, ten starts, and he had three quality. Urias started ten games. He may be listed as a – he started ten games, so he has his part of that rotation. Gonsolin, I, you know, I would be more inclined to throw Gonsolin. I don't know why I like Gonsolin, even though – Gonsolin didn't do anything bad other than allow a home run. He got four outs and they took him out. So I, I, you could argue that the strategy wasn't very good. I'd be concerned if I was a Dodger fan with this rotation. No. no. Yeah. The thing is, I'm not concerned rooting for the Dodgers because <laughs> three and four is set in stone. we got to wait to see what happens. But there's A, B, and C plans, and all of them are okay. The one I don't like is anything that has to do with the bullpen day, apparently the way they went. Who knows? They may move away from it. They may give the rock to May, or they may give it to Gonsolin, or maybe the bullpen day is not really a bullpen day. Maybe the bullpen day is a combination of two starters. Of May and Gonsolin, but they tried to do that the other day and it didn't work. Well, that's a shift because Gonsolin was getting hit, so they had to take him out after one and a third. He allowed a home run. He only allowed one hit and four outs. One and a third, a home run. That's all he allowed. And they took him out. He got a little wild, is what I think happened. It's you're right, the bullpen day's weird, but the Rays do it well because they've got great arms in their bullpen. They can get away with it. Dodgers, not so much. And it's not that the Dodgers bullpen's not good. They're not good for that. Right. Every bullpen has its weak points. Those guys aren't perfect, man. No, I understand. Knowledge that everybody's Mariano, like the, the notion that everybody's Mariano Rivera is crazy. But for the Dodgers, for the Dodgers being built the way they were built, they don't necessarily have the arms they need. You, you understand? Like they're they're awesome. They're offensive heavy. I don't find them to be defensive heavy, at least pitcher wise. Right. Like they have good fielders, absolutely. So whoever you put out there, you're gonna have good fielders to pretty much protect you. But I don't necessarily think that they have a good pitching staff. Not being, not for the Dodgers being built the way they built. And if they don't win, it's going to be 100% looked at Dave Roberts being overmanaged because of how the pitching situation is being handled. And they're going to have to go after pitchers next year because that's going to be their weak point. That's the weak point I see with the Dodgers right now. Randy Rice 
Sand is about to break some total base record for the postseason. He's three total bases away from breaking a single postseason record for most total bases. Wow. His name's not Rice Sand, is it? No, I know. Yeah, Rosarena. Rosarena. Don't have to make fun of his name. <laughs> That's just so funny. Canes play <clears throat> tomorrow against Virginia. I can't stand the fact that college football has allowed two teams that have not played a game in the top 10. <laughs> After a month plus of football, people risking everything, being not inconvenienced, but being troubled and having to make these sacrifices to play these games Bro. because of what we're going through. And the stinking NCAA and Mark Emmerich go ahead and just allow for the rankings to put a 0 0 Ohio State at 5, a 0 0 Penn State at 9, a 0 0 Oregon at 13, and a 0 0 Wisconsin at 14. It's embarrassing. Enough from the clowns. It's embarrassing. They're clowns. It's ugly. It's horse manure, actually, is what the it is. The guy is drunk. Yeah. Emmerich would be. Come back from break. We'll talk a little bit about that. A little bit. Love it. Love it. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Tell you, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We're back. Unless you were on my live, which you couldn't have possibly been on my live the last half hour. It's absolutely impossible for you to have been on my live the last half hour. I had set everything up, Frank. I was like, hey, I never do this. You know, Yendi's not here today. The kids aren't here today. It's just Frank and I, like old times. I said, this is perfect. But I'm going to just go on live so I can be a goofball on the breaks. And I set everything up. Only I didn't press play. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, didn't wait, press wait, play, hold bro. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You were talking to your phone, getting in the phone grill, changing the angle, saying, oh, this looks better, and just, and you were never live? I was never at any point live. Are you kidding me, bro? No, no. Dude, talk about showing your age, bro. No, You're lucky there's no class bad. today that and was, the students actually, aren't that here. Was bad. Because this would be right in the prime time that all your students would be in class. This was, This one's bad. This one's kind of bad. You would be 100% getting roasted this, by them. I'm not going to be that bad. hard on you because it's happened to me. This However. Bad. The other thing well, not the live thing. No matter how good my glasses are, like, right, I have to set it up a certain way and it's a little far away from me. So people are jumping on the live. I'd like to say them. Only my old ass can't see them. I can't believe you. Like live shows, like a thing on the top that says live. It shows how many members. How can you not have noticed that? That's the most... Oh my God. Yeah, I'm kind e of a good Shout out to Cassandra. I believe Cassandra's in Atlanta, Georgia. One of my former students tuning in on the live. Good girl. Good girl, man. I haven't seen you in a minute. Tell your dad I say hello, by the way. It's so fun, man, when you, you meet people on this journey of being a teacher. And then you see them develop and become older and responsible and and 
probably, Frank, you've already experienced this. And in fact, you had an experience to this before I did because you used to do some daycare work and you worked well, after school, school care, care not daycare. and an after school right. program at a school for a couple of years where I've been around you when you've run into somebody who you used to mentor at a young age. You know what I'm saying? And I always think it's kind of cool and I see other teachers and shout out to our friend. Hey, look, Nikki's jumping on. Our friend Nikki used to work with us here at Slam. Shout out to Nikki. She's jumping on our live, showing a little love. And to see them become bigger and better and then, of course, the fact that you have had some sort of influence enough to where they'd remember you, right? Bro, they remember me. They follow me on the gram. They, they hit me up. They'll send me messages here and there. They they post pictures every once in a while, and they'll tag me and them from back in the day. I'm like, bro, this is pretty cool. Super humbling. Shout out to Yendi, by the way. Yendi jumped on the live here. I know she's busy, and we've got her uh, coming back on Monday. She's been dealing with some stuff. Remember, she runs a small business, so... You know, the flexibility of being a host on the show is there's no ogre at a boss at the boss level to say, well, you just can't be missing days. Well, it's hard to do that when, you know, she's here in goodwill, of course. So we enjoy having Yandy on the show. Young Yandy will be back on Monday. Monday. Shout out to Josh checking us out on live. Another one of my former students. That's always the cool part of this. Yeah, it's, it is pretty cool. But then again, that happened so long ago that I feel super old because, like, one of my former students, um, she just ended up having twins, like, maybe, like, a week and a half ago. So I look at these pictures, and I'm like, man, dude, like, you were a little giggly, hyper little cheerleader with pigtails that just was the life of the classroom, and look at you now She's all grown up. mother of two. <laughs> and now all grown up. It's really Hi, Mr. Crazy. Fernandez. <laughs> no, they would call me Mr. Frankie. Mr. Frankie. Yeah, Mr. Frankie. More shout-out. Shout-out to Cuba. Cuba! Hola, Cuba. Another one of my former students who graduated this year. Keep your eyes open. The guy's going to be swinging the bat at the higher level at some point. Or acting. Of, of course, good morning to um, He's a pretty good one actor, of our bro. greatest fans of all time. Well, one of my biggest fans of all time. That's because he's like a brother to me. Shout-out to Eddie Martinez, baby. Tuning in. He's been very busy the last few months. He's like one of these high-level dudes taking care of Bidna. Hmm. That's my man, Eddie. Shout out. Love you, bro. Mr. Executive. This life thing is something we should do. Well, we got some Are you sure you're live this time, though? Yeah, I am sure because, look, I got some family coming through. La Familia in the house. Oh, okay, cool. No Thank doubt. Thank you. I love it. Shout outs to everybody, bro. I'm just, but I'm so damn blind that I can't, I just know the vibes today, right? Isn't it cool to know the vibes? I have a shirt that says, you know the vibes. And they turn the back for my folks online. Look. The Amigo. And then look, look at my drip, bro. Look at drip. Look at this. Oh. Wow. Look at that drip, dog. Look at that. Yes. Oh, you crazy, man. Well, I mean, you're covering it up now. So you're kind of like una postalita. What do you mean covering it up? You're covering up your age by trying to dress with oh, swag. Oh, my age. I look, I look like I'm 20. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you look, like, you look like you're 20, I yeah. I look like I'm 20 years removed from turning 32. Oh. Exactly, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 the drip is real, bro. Look at that. Some more. Let's just shout out to Jeannie. What's up, Jeannie? Dear God, bro. Everybody coming out of the woodworks here. Love it. So yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. 
Now, one of my followers, Joshua, on the live. Bro, I think I'm going to sit down and enjoy a pitcher's duel today. And probably because it's Friday, I think there's some grilling in order. I haven't grilled in a few days. Wow, really? I believe right. this is the longest stretch of no grill that I've had since I bought the grill. I'm trying to think. I believe. I'd like to think. So, yeah. Yeah, Monday's the last time I grilled, my brother. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shocked, actually, to be honest with you. Brother, you want to test something? I bet you if we turn on the Zoom, we'll have like a bunch of our students jump on because they're jumping on the live. It's like, dude, you got the day off. I'll turn on the Zoom. You got the day off. You got the day off. What are you doing? I'll turn on the Zoom. All right, go. Okay, I'm on. Yeah, I'm on the Zoom. Do it. Don't try me, bro. Don't try me, bro. That's pretty cool. I already did it. <laughs> Love the fact that they want to be participants. So the, the phenomenal teacher workday that is today. You know, we, we got meetings, we got a radio show to do, we got stuff to finish, and then we got a Friday with a weekend, and I'm excited. Love that it's Friday. It's been a very, very tough week, long week. It is, I can honestly say, it is the toughest week that I have had since March. Been that tough, been that busy, I have, you know. Yeah, it has been. Been able to pace myself, not this week. This week's been crazy. Yeah, it has been pretty busy. And then everything always piles up at once. And then you have major deadlines hit, then all the other stuff came through as well. So, eh, whatever. I'll live. It'll be okay. Shout out to Dollfan55 for jumping on the live as well. Remember, guys, you can always tune in on SiriusXM Channel 145, Slam Radio. And as you know, Slam Radio is the first ever student-run radio station, national radio station. And it's... and it's in a high school. Oh, there go the lights. Did we pay the bills? Oh, these automatic lights in, uh, in schools are meant to save energy. And fortunately, it saves energy from time to time. Frank gets his exercise in every 45 minutes. He walks from the board here so that I don't have to get up in the middle of the show and turn the lights back on. The only one that's not saving energy with those lights is me. Yeah, I know, because you're working your tail off for that one. Oh, my goodness. You see what I tell you? They come out of the woodworks, Frank Fernandez. Heck it, brother, so I always say that my favorite basketball player is Isad Solano. My favorite basketball player ever to have coached in my entire life is also my favorite athlete that I've ever coached in my entire life. You know who that is. Come on. Who? I'll give you a hint. I coached him here at Slam. Jaden. No, I'm surprised. Think, think good. Oh, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Figaro. You're, you're failing. Reese. Oh, Reese. Come on. Reese. Are you kidding me? Well, I thought it was varsity. I forgot. Well, I know, but I didn't really coach those guys. Come you, on. You started losing varsity. I assisted them with, in, in, in. With Isad, he started going to varsity. I thought you were going to varsity league. Well, but Isad, I love Isad. But Isad Reese should have been playing. Okay, yeah, he did Reese play varsity. Unbelievable. Reese he did play the, a couple games. Yeah. Right. Reese is one of the biggest prodigies. We talked about Dariana Bredo making it to state as an eighth grader in golf. Uh, we miss Reese around here. Reese, um, an explosive and potentially excellent future basketball player as his skills continue to get better and better. And all he does is shoot and all he does is win. Now, like when you take him out of the game, he is the fiercest competitor that I've ever coached. He jumped on to say hello. What's up, Reese? Guy is the man times 10. Love him. See, that? they're coming out of the woods. They don't have to be in school. 
That's my man right there. Everybody wants to hang out with the amigo. It is. I'm just saying. I don't have to be at school. I would be sleeping until like 11 o'clock. You think I would have woke up at 4 something in the morning today? 5 o'clock in the morning? Negative. Negative, Ghost Rider. Pattern is not clear. It's I would cold. still be sleeping right now. I would have another 20 minutes before ah, Addison Joel. wakes up and is demanding our bottle. Snoozing and snoozing and snoozing. So, you know, I know I talked about this yesterday, Frank, but the more I think about what the Dolphins have done to my poor Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, I miss you, Reese. I'm sorry, man. I miss you, man. I really do miss you, brother. He was so fun to coach, Frank. Yeah, he was. He was challenging, which was good because it challenged me. If it was easy, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as memorable. And guys like Sherwin as well. Sherwin is, was very challenging. Sherwin was a very talented basketball player, but they all know that the best player on the team was Reese, bro. Reese was just remember he would bro, he would bail us out with a three. And although we blew a lot of people out, you know, but when we got in tough games, man. Dude, that kid has one of the more impressive shots I've ever seen for a kid that age. Treacherous, bro. JV, he led the JV in scoring as a seventh grader. And the shot's only gonna get better and better. God, he was treacherous. That kid is treacherous because you see him go. He's a miss. And he's super underestimating because of his size. And he's getting, but he's getting bigger. You know, you know, he's getting tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we all knew was going to happen. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He's mean. He's the real deal. Dude, I'm pissed at the Dolphins, Frank. I'm mad at them. And when we come back from break, like, I want to elaborate a little more on what goes into that decision. We know we talk about money, whatever. I'll go get the money hat if I have to to make a joke about it. Pull it out of retirement. But there's some stuff that it says that doesn't that is not being said. To me, there's no intention to try to make the playoffs on this team. You are three and three, and you your intentions would not be to continue doing what you're doing. So I gotta ask myself with all the great decisions that Brian Flores has made, with all the great decisions that management has made with the Dolphins where they've turned my sentiments around, where they're not like the old Dolphins, right? This couldn't have been this group of individuals that made this decision about Tua. You've insisted that this came directly from Stephen Ross. That's what I think. I happen to agree. We're going to talk about that on the other side. Another shout-out to Jane and one of my former players. Him I never did coach. But class of 18, another one of my... Another one of my... Uh, Remember, I was going into that one blindly because grad. I didn't know you, who you, you had didn't coached deal with before. You came in after Jane had graduated. Jane, a good guy. Uh, he was prom king, uh, hardest working guy on our basketball team. And he was a reserve, but he was, you know, guy was first to practice, last to leave. I love kids like that. Love you, Jane, and thanks for jumping in here. Workhorse. On my live. We'll be on live. I'll stay on live for a while. It's not like I get 27,000 people like a, you know, we're going to work on that, I guess. But I'll keep it on so we can have some fun. And on the other side, we'll talk a little bit of why the Dolphins suck. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, World Famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Miami Dolphins.
I actually don't need to be on Zoom, do I? I have to just connect to a Zoom. That's fine. What Zoom did you connect to? I'm just I, like so out of habit. I went into it and opened the meeting, but it's not me. I have to join a meeting. Correct? Correct. Ray Bredo's personal meeting, right? That's correct. Oh, there. I've joined the meeting. Of course, are we surprised to see that Al Lopez is already logged in 15 minutes before the meeting? I love it. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. Good morning, buddy. I couldn't hear you. Uh, <laughs> no shock that Al Lopez. I can see I can unmute today because we don't have that whole connecting thing going. Uh, no shock that Al Lopez has logged in 15 minutes early to the meeting. Like I, I knew when I logged in the meeting, I go. I bet you if no one else is there, Al Lopez will be there. And there he was. He's always early to the party. What's up, man? It's funny. <laughs> Actually on the air right now. That's funny. Um, I went up. You muted me again, huh? Oh, I guess I did it. You did it. Yeah, he couldn't hear me. Now he hears me, I'm sure. On the air, just talking how uh, we know that if there's anyone that's going to be early to the party, it's Al Lopez. That's what's funny. So when I logged into the Zoom, I go, I bet you Al's in there. And when it come on, it's Al's face. I'm like, oh, God, look at him. Shout out to Al Lopez here. Uh, bro, shout out to our slam voices. Before I forget, I went downstairs yesterday. It is so nice to see what Sam Ash, is it Sam Ash or Sam Goody? Oh, boy. Let me not give wrong credit here. Are they right under us? Right under us. They got them all the sorts of equipment they need. You should see some of the. I saw the I'm, picture. I'm a, little, I'm a little jealous, actually, even though I have a big studio. Remember, I have a DJ part of my mind. And I'm looking at all this stuff, and it's great for what they're doing. And I'm like, well, if I could just have a couple of these speakers, bro, I'd be like throwing parties every weekend. Well, I saw, I saw the speaker, sorry, the drum set and all that stuff, and I was well, going to yeah, text you on the side. Yeah, they're asking for you to come play drums. They Were they really? And seeing, yeah, they want to see if, it, if the hype is real or oh not. Oh, my God. It's been so long, but okay. It's been a while, right? It's been a long so time. So you know what they got me to do? No, they. It was just Julio and I. I looked at the microphone and I said, I've never done this before. I, go, I do it on the air as a joke all the time. I go, but I've never actually done something like this. He goes, what do you want to do? I said, get that song from, uh, from the outfield. He goes, you're not? I said, yeah. I go, the, you know, the lead singer died. He goes, oh, no, I didn't know this. I didn't know this. Lo and behold, Bro, Julio's got pipes. Yeah, he does, man. I started I saw him singing, singing it. on Instagram. He, he wanted to film me. I go, don't you dare film me. I don't think I sing bad, but it was not going that route, you know? By the way, I'm interrupting my conversation because when daughters and sons jump on, I uh, commend them. Now, my biological father, uh, biological son and daughter are sleeping, of course. But then every year I adopt one to two of them, right? And one of my 2018 adoptees is on the live. Steph, what's up, hon? Mi hija linda, que Dios me la bendiga. Thank you for jumping on the live. So he has pipes, man. The dude has pipes. Mm -hmm. So I gave him the Josie's on the vacation far away. And, but I don't get to, because that guy's like, Josie, he's all the way up there. I don't go, bro, my voice is too low for that. So I do the one octave down. But he's like, you don't sing too bad, man. I'm like, shut up. Stop. You're just trying to get me out so you can record. He wanted to record me. I said, no chance, bro. No chance. We're going to do some stuff with them, Frank. We're going to do some stuff with them. I want to help them out anywhere we can. Like singing in echo chambers. We've got, they're going to soundproof downstairs for them and everything. But they also, we have some recording booths that I believe they could put to some very good use. Especially very good use. Right very now. Cool we got to get people. those Adobe licenses ready to go and. 
get some singers in here, bring a little vibe back in this radio, make it sound like a radio station again, if you know what I mean. Plus, Julio and uh, Missy Scarado are like family over here, so. So, yeah, that's what we're excited about for sure. <sighs> Miami Dolphins, bro, you played the song. I haven't even touched on Daniel Jones getting snipered. Turf monster. <laughs> you can't make fun of that. The guy ran 80 yards. I'm curious. When was the last time a quarterback went for an 80-yard run? Has, has Lamar Jackson run ever for an 80-yard run? No, man, but it's crazy. Well, I don't know if he has or not. I have to check the stats. But, bro, it's the turf monster, man. The turf monster in full effect. <laughs> But isn't it crazy because they were showing they were showing images of turf monsters like in the past and it always seems to happen in the red zone. So that means that the turf monster lives inside well, of the red zone. Because you start having that avarice of seeing the end zone and you get ahead of yourself. Oh man. It's happened to me, bro. That's embarrassing. It's happened to me in baseball. So like rounding third and then all of a sudden I want to get oh, home and then all of a sudden the you stumble. One. I've caught myself, but it it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough it's it's embarrassing. It is. It is. There he is! Oh, look at that. <laughs> He's on the Zoom, and there he is! <laughs> Al makes it upstairs to come check out what we're doing. Um, the Miami Dolphins, man, they upset me to no end. And I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick, you can't say so much that you're dealt a, 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 a raw deal, right? That's not what you say. You say, brother, he gets paid to do something. He knew this was going to happen. It's the manner in which they did it. The timing of which they did and the why they did it. Ryan's feeling like we're three and three. I'm playing good football. Why? Why can't we give this a run? If you tell me we're three and six, well, then playoffs are probably not happening. Well, let's get the kid in there. But we still had a fighting chance. We still had a fighting chance. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Yo, shout out to my boy Henry Villar. Henry's in the house. Nice. What's up, Henry? I haven't seen him. Actually, I saw a picture of him yesterday, and I don't know if Lewis shared something that uh, was shared with him from the first game at LA that was played at Marlins Park. Bro, I was a baby. Unreal, man. I heard my voice on that broadcast. I was a baby. Baby, <laughs> baby, baby. Shout out to my boy, Henry. Henry's the dude, the man. Henry Villar in the house. Also, shout out Pickleball Andy, baby, who's supposed to come through a few weeks ago, but he's, uh, he's got a pending visit to us. Man, that guy's been through a bunch of surgeries and a bunch of things, and he's been rehabbing, rehabbing, back to playing the game he loves. Indeed. But, man, Henry, I know Henry's a busy guy. Already Henry and I have talked a couple times. Maybe get him on the show. Henry's got a great perspective. And Henry works with some folks. You know what I mean? Henry knows stuff, but, uh, but Henry might have forgotten more baseball than a lot of us know. So shout out to him. I, I love the fact that he's jumped on the live. Let's see what we're up to. Indeed. Dolphins, bro. They, they are their own worst enemy. And this is what Octavio, whenever he calls in and makes fun of them, this is what he's talking about. But I thought we got past that already. Like, I, I thought this was a new regime, a new mindset. We brought a guy from the school of Belichick. Like, I'm, this move has got Stephen Ross all over it. It's got the stench of a billion dollars all over it. Fopete. Two or four Tuesday, it may be right. It smells four. Right? Four. Yeah, four. He might have, all might have bust into something there. He might have run into something there. He finally, years of trying to crack the show, he might have actually run into something here. I'm just, I refuse to make fun of Tua because I like Tua. 
It just here. seems like it, it, it seems like it doesn't matter who the regime is. Like it's just always bad decision after bad decision. It's the same fatal thing. Like there's some decision. teams in sports that have that. The Jets are like that. Very much. Some fatale. The Mets are like that. God, it seemed to come from New York a lot. I don't know if that's unlucky or just boneheaded. Like what's going on? But there's teams that are like tragic that way. You know that. Yeah, it's unreal. And, you know, there's teams, that, and it, it, I don't know if it's attributed to winning or not, because the Cubs didn't win for a long time, right? Well, that, that I think was a lot of bad luck. But it wasn't regarded like you guys are losers. Like they were the lovable losers, but they were a, an institution in baseball. No, you know the, the, like they weren't. They, but the Cubs were. The Cubs. The, what happens with the Cubs is that they're good during the regular season, and then all of a sudden they run into some sort of a wall or some sort of a mishap. Yeah, they always the had a hiccup in August. So something. that's unlucky. I don't think that's boneheaded. That's just severely unlucky. But the what? Dolphins isn't but I'm unlucky. I'm saying the dignity of the Cubs and the Red Sox, even though they went through decades of losing, they were still signature parts of Major League Baseball. You look at the Jets. Who gives a rat's ass about the Jets? Sorry, Jets fans. You look at the Mets. Other than your fans, who cares about the Mets? People get laugh at the Mets. The Mets are the only team possible to have a pitcher as good as Jake DeGrom, and he can't, he, can't, he can't have a winning percentage over 500. He can't bust it. Best pitcher in 30 years, he can't bust it. But the Miami Dolphins, can't, they can't figure it out. They can't get out of their own damn way. I love you, Tula, but it wasn't the time. And I'm happy for you, and I hope, I'm rooting to be completely wrong. 100%, I'm rooting to be wrong. I'm rooting to have to come out here and go, wow, what the hell did I know? Mm -hmm. Tula, 25 of 37, 412 yards, four touchdowns. I have to shut up. And then it's win-win for Ross, because Ross is the billionaire doesn't care, right? So he tells Flores, Flores, if it works out, we give you all the credit. I don't like it. I don't like it. Because I, can't it, it stand I feel it. like he's using I can't this stand as a it. I know that you kind of like the Dolphins, even though you're a Bears fan. You really do kind of like the Dolphins. I do. You're not like a Dolphin hater. I do. I'm not a hater. I do. I root for I the love the Dolphins. It's my hometown team. All at once. That, and, and I don't know if you've ever had anything in your life that you loved and hate before. The only thing in my life that I've loved and hated at the same time are the Miami Dolphins. It's my hometown team, so I do root for them. It's not like I hate them. I had season tickets for five years. But I, to, to be able to love and hate a team at the same time, that's crazy. That's pretty crazy. Those yes. are opposite emotions. That's what the Dolphins do to me. They upset me. They they assign people to sit next to me so I don't talk garbage about them. Well, the Canes do the same thing to me. The Canes don't do that. The Canes would never. Like, come on, man. Not Pandemic to mention, thing. you know, like, if you deserve it, you deserve it. What the hell was like? I was I doing other than being a critical radio host? Right. And by the way, prove me wrong. Do something. Win something. Like seriously. Now, all kidding aside, right? Freaking win something. For the life of God, win something. Stop talking to me about that. In 2008, you won 11 games and lost in the first round of the Ravens when they kicked your ass on your home, tour, on your home turf. Do something, win something for crying out loud. I've been making apologies and excuses for you guys for decades. You've personally treated me like crap. And now it's apparent that you don't have a problem doing that to the people who work for your organization as well. This is a bad move. That being said, I'll be glued to the TV rooting to, <laughs> for Tua Tungavailoa to throw four touchdowns against the Rams. Funny enough, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to happen. And I'm hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. He's not ready.
care if you think the media is happy to have him out there. He fell for the trap. Dolphins were 3-3. Three and three. They weren't Super Bowl bound, but they may have been playoff bound. I'm off like a dirty shirt, guys, right? Oh, that's at the end of the show. We got three more hours. I thought the show was over, Frank. Show's not over? We got more? I think so. Oh, boy. I hope so. No, we don't got three hours. We got, we got till 11 o'clock. Because I could just talk forever. We don't want to do that. So we, we love hearing be the sound of your voice. Till 10.59. I won't take off my shirt till 10.59. Is fair that enough. fair? Yeah, because then I have to look at you all I had the Friday vibes already. Might be I'm Friday and all. We might be boys, but then I have to look at you all shirtless. No, that's a terrible view. I don't want you to have to look at that. That's not... Uh, a minute is fine, but now you're talking about multiple hours. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather watch Daniel Jones get eaten up by the turf monster. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro. cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good little thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning, Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. 
You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, man. Final segment of the week. I'm having fun doing two things at once all day. My goodness. No double pay for this today either. In and out of meetings, doing a radio show while you're in and out of meetings. Man, have I learned to multitask here at Slam. Holy mackerel. Tell me you're impressed, Frank. I feel like Dr. Octopus. Tell me you're impressed, Frank. Yeah, I'm impressed. A little bit? We've been multitasking. I feel like I have one hand over here. the best part. There was like another thing I was doing. I was in a meeting doing a radio show while doing lesson plans. I've never in my life. I barely can focus on one thing. I really believe that I am most productive from 7 to noon. And most of the time it's talking crap on the radio. Bro. I wonder if they're talking bad about me. No, you're good. No, I'm good. I thought they were talking about No, no, they're, they're picking up Miss Edwards right now. Anyway. Sports to get to. We didn't uh, necessarily touch on the fact that uh, what are you doing this weekend? We always do this conversation, and today we did not do this conversation. What sports are a part of your life this week? Is it all World Series since games three, four, and five are this weekend? Uh, obviously, you are NFL invested. Yes. Yes, absolutely. College football also. What's the game you're watching this week in college football? Because I watch the Canes always, but but obviously, you know, there's always a couple of games that stand out. We don't have, like, that college football music, do we? Uh, I don't have it ready. That's okay. You don't need to have it ready. Clemson beats up at Syracuse at noon. Ohio State, Nebraska at noon. North Carolina, NC State. Hmm. Kansas State, Kansas. Got some of those games this week, huh? Yep. But I'm not, like, nothing huge. There's just games, you know? There's, like, there's just games. So I'm just going to worry about Miami playing Virginia this week. And you can't underestimate Virginia, Frank. Virginia, didn't they win that ACC last year? Uh, I believe they did. They did win. They win the ACC, they're Coastal. I'm sorry, not the ACC. We know who won the ACC last year. Clemson did. Right. But the Coastal, yes, they won the Coastal. So are we again? Oh, no. Oh, Virginia's our Super Bowl. Oh, okay, I see. So the game's here this week. Okay, will you be there? I will not be there. Good. Neither will I. So you know what I'm going to do at 8 o'clock tomorrow, right? What? It's an excuse. Grilling. I'm going to grill. Yeah, buddy. So you know what that means, right? Where do I got to go? Wild Fork. I got to go to Wild Fork, Don't forget to pick up those cheese rolls. I got to go to Wild Fork. I had them again last night. Don't forget to pick up those cheese rolls. Which ones? The cheese rolls. Cheese rolls? From Wild Fork. That's what they're called? Yeah, they look like little balls, but when you make them, they grow up into like these huge like dinosaur eggs. Right. 
I'm hosting a personal watch party at my house myself. You do? Yeah, what is it? It's you, Addison, Jen. And the wife, and that's it. I like that. I haven't done that in a long time. I don't feel like going anywhere. I feel my like wife doesn't like to watch the games. She'll probably be out somewhere. I tricked my wife, though. I go, do you? What do you want to do over the game? head? Is that what you like, do? What's in your mind? And I'm like, we should, do a, we should do a watch party. She flipped out immediately. I don't have time. You're making me go shopping. You're going to make me clean the house. You're going to do all that stuff. I was like, relax. Not that many people are coming. Who's coming? You, me, and Addison. And that's it. I was like, oh, okay, I like that idea. Uh, then, then she can. Then she can, What is she gonna complain about then? Like, we I'm should make watch something a football yummy. Game. And I'm like, fine, look up recipes and I'll concoct I don't something. I watch a football game, of course. But I made plans to go to the pumpkin patch with uh, with the family so I can get some so photo pumpkin ops. patching. Your, yeah, I remember those days. So I figured I'd do it today because I don't want to do it Sunday because you know what's gonna happen on Sunday. She's gonna drag it out and all of a sudden I get home at three o'clock and I miss half of the NFL Sunday. I remember them days. Yeah, I'll be watching baseball other than Miami on Saturday night. The Delphin don't play on Sunday. No Delphi on Sunday. Bye week. You do have NFL music though, right? I was like having fun. Games around the NFL. What is this considered? Week seven. Yes, week seven's right. Sunday, October twenty-fifth. The Lions travel. To Mercedes-Benz Stadium to face the Atlanta Falcons. Four and two Browns ship themselves to Cincinnati. Paul Brown Stadium, the site of that matchup between the two Ohio Titans. Steelers go to Tennessee. They face the Tennessee Titans. Nissan Stadium in Nashville, one o'clock kickoff. All these games. Carolina at New Orleans. Buffalo at the Jets. Dallas travels to Washington for the famous and fabled rivalry between the Cowboys and the Washingtons. Did you hear that name was going to possibly stick around for another year or so? Do you remember the rivalry was? Because of Cowboys and Indians, remember? Oh, yes. Do you remember that was the whole thing? That's not fair. So now, to me, that rivalry's done. No, 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 no. I'm just going to call it the Cowboys versus the Indians. The rivalry, the Cowboys, you can't call them Indians. They're still the Indians. I don't know. They're just not that name. Cowboys versus Indians. So that was like. There's nothing racial about Indians. Can't can't hail anymore. So can I call them the Washington Indians? No, you can't. Why not? their name. But you can go, hail to the Washingtons. (laughs) Hail victory. Washington's on the Washington path. I don't want to say the word war either because that could be objectionable. Fight for old DC. It's crazy that you know that. Well, so that's one of your, favorite teams. One of your nine favorite teams. Packers go to Houston to face the Texans. Energy Stadium is the site. Tampa heads off to Allegiant Stadium. Viva Las Vegas. That's a 405 kickoff. Chiefs go mile high facing the Denver Broncos. 425 kickoff. Shout out to Denver, by the way. I don't know. I just felt like giving Denver a shout out. I miss Denver. I haven't been to Denver. What, for taking out the, the, the Patriots last week? No, I haven't been to Denver 33 years. I used to live in Denver. I want to go to Denver. I've never been there. Yes. I miss kind of sort of not knowing what Denver looks like. I, I want to go to Denver, bro. Sorry. Just, just go sorry. tonight. San Fran travels to Beantown. It's not Beantown. They go to Foxborough, Gillette Stadium. That is not Beantown. It's far. It's like Ace. 40 minutes away. The New England Patriots. The Jacksonville Jaguars get on a plane, go to Inglewood, SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles Chargers, 425 kickoff. Then the 820 game, 
the undefeated Seahawks against my Arizona Cardinals. I'm glad I taught my son to like the Arizona Cardinals. I'll tell you what, though. I am committed to NFL Sunday. A bigger pardon? I am committed to NFL Sunday because well, there's Sunday a looks huge game on there's Sunday. There's a couple games there that are pretty darn good. I just wonder which ones are the ones we get here. And then, of course, we can talk about Monday night next week because I don't want to talk I about I can probably tell you if you give me a minute. You probably look it up. Well, that meeting's still going on. Yep, I wonder if they're mad that I'm talking to a microphone. No, they were laughing at you for being yourself. What did I do that was so f- They were laughing at me then, weren't they? They were dancing and stuff. When was I dancing? Um, When I put Kiss on. Kiss. So they were making fun of me. Yeah, we're not. I think they're making fun of me again. Well, I must be easy to make fun of. You so yeah, that's what that's what I'm up to. People keep asking me, so Larry, how is it in the world that you talk about Wild Fork, you eat barbecue, you seem to are prolific about eating and and complain about your back, which means you're not doing any exercise. So we do get the steel- why are you pumping your fist? Because we get the Steeler Titan game. I'm sorry? We get the Steeler Titan game at four uh, one o'clock. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's a great game. And then the the late game, we only get two games this week. There's not four games or anything like that. Or actually I'm lying. I'm no, they lying. have to give us everybody's gotta be playing. There's gotta be like four games. Okay. That's why I So the, the one o'clock games on CVS for locally here in Miami, it's Steelers Titans. On Fox, it's Carolina New Orleans Saints. The late game is only on CBS and it's San Francisco, New England. There's only one game to watch. Those other two games suck. I didn't know if there they was gave the, other me the bad games this week. The game I wanted to watch was Titan Steelers. So I'm glad I'm going to be able to watch that. My wife is stuck like Chuck. She thinks it's a bye week and the Bears play on Monday night. So she thinks that she has me all to herself on Sunday. She is very wrong. She's more wrong. She's going to be more wrong Sunday than she was on Monday when she didn't put ham in my is sandwich. Is she embarrassed yet about trying to lead Addison down the Dallas Cowboy path? She stopped with that. She's already ceased. She stopped it. I told her, I go, that's what you get for dressing her daughter like a loser. I hope you learned your lesson. Frank. Oh, wow. <laughs> Might as well dress up like the winner. Oh, wow, Frank. And then she says something, and your I go. Couch, your couch is fluffy. She's like, we're in first place. And I'm like, hmm. oh, wow. What's your record? You're Two a brave points? man, bro. Why? You go at her like that? Yeah, 100. Oh, dear God. 100. When it comes to sports, there's no, no holds barred. You have no shame. No filter. We go full force. Full force. It's the only, by the way, you guys like kind of root for the same teams, sort of, kind of, or except that one. When it comes to football, yeah, sort of, kind of, except for football. Football's the, football's the one that we don't look eye to eye. We don't see eye to eye. Good stuff, bro. Anyway. Well, brother, that's what I'll be up to. I think the Dodgers, like, I'm going to tell you, I think the Dodgers win tonight. Uh, I think the Dodgers win game four. Depends on when bullpen day is. Uh, then they're going to give us a bullpen day on five, and we'll lose five, and they'll save Kershaw and Bueller for six and seven. Why? Because I said we? No, because uh, bullpen day is awkward. Well, they got to do it at some point. If they're up 3-1, they'll do a five. Yeah, I mean, because they have the insurance game. I'm I'm being very wishful thinking. But now now what happens? Catch me on it earlier. Now what happens if I said that they were going to split the next two games? So what happens if they're two two? Do you play them game five and risk going down three two, or do you do game six down three two? No 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 no. You gotta throw you gotta throw this guy on five. You gotta throw Kershaw five. I don't like this idea. You have to. But Kershaw's rested. It's not. I understand. Throw Kershaw five. If it's two two, you throw Kershaw five. If they're down three one, you throw Kershaw five. If they're up three one, 
Get that bullpen thing out of the way, bro. You're losing Kershaw though for Get later it out, on the series. If you, even, you know what's better about getting it out of the way? It's not only and it's it's going to be exactly what they're going to do because not only do you get it out of the way, but then all hands on deck game seven is as rested as could possibly be. It's the strategy. If they go up three one, they'll do their bullpen day game five. That's why they haven't announced game five yet. These types of like this is my game, bro. Baseball is my game. This is where I start. I dissect this like chess. It's so much so that I actually sometimes don't get as much into the game. Like, I'll watch the game. My godfather taught me that bad habit. I, you ever catch me watching sports? And I, it's bled into other sports, but it particularly happens to me in baseball. I, I kind of watch the game from afar, standing up from afar. Not that it's an afterthought, but it's a backdrop. To me, a lot of what goes on is what goes on before and then the moves in between innings and stuff. So to me, it's a chess game going on. Like, it's not a pitch-by-pitch pitch thing. So, I, unfortunately, I mean, I don't think I would be a good manager. But I'm great at strategy, which is weird. But that's how it should be. They got to think that one through. Yeah, when I, when I used to coach, sometimes you could you know, leave a pitcher long. When I play video games, sometimes I leave a pitcher long, so... That's why I don't think I'd be a good manager. Everybody does. That's why I think it's crap to give a manager. But sometimes these people take them out too quickly too, bro. Too quick. Thank you for talking. You stopped me from cursing. Huh? I, th I said, thank you for talking. You stopped me from cursing. Oh. <laughs> I guess I was just guilty of good timing. <laughs> oh, man. I'll be... Yo, record this. I got to be honest with you, man. You you let me be honest with you for a minute, Frank? Please be honest with me. I don't like when you I lie to me. I rarely do this. I don't lie to you. I don't like when you lie to me. I rarely do this. You saw me dress today. I don't usually dress like this. I'm wearing my You Know the Vibe shirt. And I'm wearing my Air Force Ones that were given to me by one of my former students. I know what no, man, I actually woke up with him on my mind today. He is, uh, he's doing well in basic training, and this is my fault for just adoring one of my former students the way I do Ricky Marin. And, well, I really woke up with him on my mind today. So I dressed in a way that I think he would find giggly and funny and would say, you look good, Milian, or you look good, old man. Uh, I miss his voice, and I hope to see him soon. I'm very, very proud of him. He is a Slam Radio alum, by the way, um, but he's my friend. He's my amigo. Uh, it'd be pretty cool. He was my first padded one. <laughs> yes. Going to be cool to see him, but I'm very proud of him. He's almost done with it, and... Uh, We've heard from him in recent days, and we're excited about what the future brings to him. But I had him on my mind, so I figured I'd dress a little like him, if you know what I mean. But uh, I guess if it was in my best circumstances, we'd be in Naples, the whole crew, right? It's the only place, Pops, no matter what I tell you at the end of every show. It's the only place I really go shirtless. And it's the one thing I would love to do with my buddy Ricky Man right now. Just hanging out, Naples Beach, sun setting, shirtless. Have a good weekend, everybody.
The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.